my desert, my Iraqis, my June. Hello, everyone out there, all our RCR heads, and welcome to a very special episode of the Rough Cut Retrospective, episode 52, which means it's our one year anniversary. Oh my gosh, we did it. I'm joined, as always, on our birthday by my partner in crime, seeking to control all the spice in the Imperium. It's Jackson McHuron. Hello. I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating, and it gets everywhere. Hello, everyone. What a mashup. That was my Dune quote of the day. Uh Uh-huh. Definitely from Dune. Um, (laughs) You can't tell. uh, Well, first of all, Jackson, one year. We did it. How do you feel? We did it, William. I'm happy. We did it. Our baby is a year. (gasps) Who's that wooing in the background, Jackson? (gasps) Is that our special guest of the evening? Oh, it is our special guest joining us on a very special episode on our birthday. He came to our birthday party. Uh, he answered the call. I should first preface that we invited all of our townie friends to join us on this podcast because we're discussing Dune, all things Dune. And uh, one person answered the call. <laughs> and uh, his name is, of course, Gondor. Ryan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ryan Benkart. Hey, Ryan. Hello. How are Hello. you? I'm good. Gondor answers the call. That's right. Man, we have so um. many references here in the opening, and I love it. <laughs> A mixed bag, which is what we are. Um, Ryan, you joined us on the uh, Godzilla vs. Kong episode, and now you're here for Atreides vs. Harkonnens. How do you feel about it? Um, much more excited about Dune than I was about uh, <laughs> Godzilla. Come on, Kong. man. Uh, um, but fair, very fair. Yeah, I, 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 I'm very excited to be here. Um, I took, I, I've taken notes. I've oh, watched good. the movie and read parts of the book. Oh, good, amazing. You have all the prep that is needed for this episode, but. Uh, we're here. We're ready to do it. Um, strap in for our, our lovely Dune talk. Uh, but first, Jackson, tell me something, boy. Tell me something, boy. Wow. What are you into? I love it. This week, I'm into a couple things. Uh, Dune, obviously. We watched it. I watched it at home because I am still sick and I didn't want to ruin everyone's experience. So I popped Fair. on HBO Max, checked it out. It was great. Um, and then after that, I've been watching uh, Doom Doom Patrol Season 3, which has been coming out uh, this past couple months, and I'm ca- kind of getting caught up on that, which has been fun. And then uh, yes. also I started a new editing job, which is super cool. <gasps> so I'm finally getting some money and doing some fun wow. stuff, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we love it. What a, what a birthday gift for <laughs> you, an RCR gift. I guess I should mention, Ryan... It was your birthday not long ago, wasn't it? True. It was. It was like it was yesterday. Wow. Wow. It was yesterday. Um, <laughs> amazing. Uh, is that it, Jackson? Oh uh, yeah, basically. Cool. Let's hop over to the birthday boy then. Celebrating twenty-four his... for yeah. those asking. I was about to say sweet sixteen, but thank you for beating me to the punch. Um, uh, you know that, that sounds illegal. I love it. Uh oh. <laughs> Man, we're so quick-witted today. I love it. Happy birthday, us. Anyway, Ryan, um, you into anything this week other than Dune? Uh, yeah, actually. Um, 
I started watching. Uh, I actually started it two weeks ago, but I'm cur- currently still watching it. I started Glee for the first time. Whoa! Wow! Holy cow! Wow! Yeah! Um, amazing! First time? That shocks. First me. time? I know. That's very most people shocking. say that when I tell them this. Yeah, because you and I were both theater kids, right? So you we know. were. We sang. We danced. We sang some of those songs, actually. That we did. We definitely sang the "Don't Stop Believing" in middle school. Didn't the bridge we? over troubled water, too. Uh huh. All the things. And uh, okay, so how deep are you into it? Are you enjoying it? I am midway through season two. Oh wow, you're moving. I yeah, yeah. So I I am enjoying it very much. Yes. Cool. I think the first season, like. No joke is actually pretty solid. I like season one. They also address like a lot of things in the first season of the show. Yeah, don't they? From is the first is the first season of the episode where like uh, is where Finn's yelling at Kurt about? Oh my, uh, that was so hard to watch. Oh man, that is a that's a tough scene, but that's an all Hall of Fame scene. Yes, when the, when the dad comes down, he's like, "What'd you call him?" Man, not not, not in my house under my roof. I was oh, like, was wow, I'm feeling this. Um, amazing. So you're loving it. You're loving the Glee vibes. Um, I am. Is, is Darren Chris there yet? I don't think so. Okay. He'll, he'll come, and he's just lovely. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, anyway, Jackson, did you ever watch Glee? Did you miss out on the Glee moment? Uh, I was the one who brought up uh, the famous Mike O'Malley scene, mister. That was oh, that's right. When we talked about it. I've seen it. I'm, I'm familiar. Okay, good, 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 good. Yeah, I never finished it, though. So, Ryan, if you finish it, you have to let us know. You have to give us the good review of Glee. Okay. Uh, Davey and I always do a bit when we're in the car on, like, long road trips. Actually, the road trip, Jackson, when we went to Gatlinburg, Mm -hmm. um, when we were driving back, Davey, like, jokingly put on Glee. And I was like, let's see, can we get through all of the discography of Glee on this trip? Not even close. (laughs) We listened to a lot of Um, it. We did listen to a lot. We were all so sick on that drive, too. It was not fun. Yeah, I think we there was glee well. music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to brighten our day, of course. Uh-huh. Um, amazing. Uh, anything else, Ryan, other than Glee? Um, well, I'm re- I'm rewatching Wandavision. Nice. Ooh, and fun. it's quickly becoming apparent to me that Wandavision, hot take, is probably my favorite of the Marvel shows so far. That's fair. I would. Yeah. Uh, I think I'd agree with you. In my head, it's either Loki or Wandavision, and yeah. Falcon Winter Soldier is just rightfully at the bottom, but yeah. Um, well, wh- what if included too? Oh, then definitely yeah. at the bottom for that one. Definitely, at the bottom, <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, Wandavision or Loki, like they're just both sick. So yeah, love that. Amazing. Um, for me, I uh, am still watching Succession. Uh, it's wonderful. Episode two came out. Just just good stuff, and it was just renewed for season four. Um, so pretty hype about that. Um, we were mentioning it briefly that Jason Sudeikis, uh, was on, uh, SNL this week and that was awesome. And we were talking about the, what up with that sketch that is a crowd favorite for Jackson and I, and <laughs> what up with that, what up with that, so that good. happened. Love, love Jason Sudeikis, love Ted Lasso. Check it out. Um, and then I took Abby's suggestion from the podcast last week. I watched Hell House LLC, um, which is this like spooky movie, Ryan? It's like a found footage movie, uh, yeah. About like these kids who are like setting up a haunted house for the summer, not the summer, cheese for Halloween, and um, and they all get murdered somehow. And uh, you're like, what happened? And it's really spooky. I was watching it and I was like, 
spooked, which doesn't always happen to me in scary movies. I, I'm always seeking a good scary movie, and this one was yeah. Electric. Well, there's scary movies are so few and far between that are actually like good. Yeah, uh, um, I don't know if I would to be honest. I don't know if I'm want to say that it was good. I mean, it was good in, in the terms that it scared me. Like it was effective. Okay. Um, oh. It's not like a. It's not like a, like the Citizen Kane of scary movies. Or I should <laughs> I should say the Paddington Two of scary movies. Sorry. I I hate Paddington. Oh, hot take. Wow. Wow. I, I hate Paddington. <laughs> Okay, I'm devoting the rest of my time to this. Um, I've only seen the first Paddington. Um, haven't seen the second Paddington. But why? Do I haven't you... seen. It. I haven't seen either movie. <laughs> oh, okay. Why? Why does so Paddington get under your skin so much? Okay. Well. Okay. First off, uh-huh. the the OG bear. I don't know actually which one's older, but Pooh Bear. Oh, sure. Uh, is is the only bear that should be in the spotlight? And when I was in London, <laughs> when I was in London. He was everywhere. Paddington was everywhere. Everywhere I looked, he was on buses, he was in shop windows, he was on t-shirts. I hate him. I never want to see him again. <laughs> so just out of spite, you despise him. I love it. Well, yes, and and on Pooh Bear's behalf. But on Pooh Bear's behalf, of course. Yeah. Well, that's I good. Just... Okay. Take your hat off, idiot. <laughs> yeah, you showed him. Who is like the... What's the hierarchy of bears? Like, who's the most famous bear? Well, is it Pooh Bear? What about Goldilocks bears? Three bears. That's fair. I don't know. This is a whole other pod. Um, <laughs> we rank the top five bears. Um, we'll fiction. watch Brave and then... Yeah. Um, okay, and then to end it on a really down note, but a really awesome note, um, I watched this movie called Mass uh, in theaters. Ooh. And this movie, I don't know if anyone's heard of it, um, but it's about... Um, it's like takes place like six years after this like school shooting. And... Oh. It focuses on the parents of both the victim and the shooter, and they meet face to face, and it's just an hour and fifty minutes of them talking it out. And man, this oof. is this is tough. Rough. I saw. I went to see this with Grace and my parents. Okay. And, <laughs> and there was no, when I say there was no one else in the theater, I mean there was no one else in the theater. And everyone was weeping, and it was. <laughs> tough to watch um but i want to start the campaign now for an oscar a supporting actor oscar for our boy jason isaacs Ooh, lucius okay. malfoy himself nice. Ooh, he's great. man this this was great um but if you want to really feel <laughs> watch this movie uh wild stuff um but great stuff. And that's that's it for me. Uh, after the Paddington slander, I thought I'd bring it home with, uh, <laughs> with some heartfelt uh, grief-stricken movies. Anyway, that's what I'm into. Uh, Jackson, let's move on. To Newsflash. You think you're too cool for school. But I got a Newsflash for you, Walter Cronkite. You aren't. Oh, man. I've got... Well, obviously, there's a lot of news that yeah. happened this week. Mm-hmm. Um, should we start with the big one? Yeah, we should uh, probably discuss this one. You know. Okay. Um, okay, so literally right after <laughs> the podcast we recorded last week, um, about a couple hours later, news broke uh, about Alec Baldwin um, <laughs> on the set of a movie called Rust. Uh, it's an, like an indie film they were shooting in New Mexico, starring Alec Baldwin. Uh, there was a prop gun malfunction 
and uh, the prop gun misfired and injured the director and injured, injured the director Joel Souza and then killed cinematographer Helena Hutchins. Mm-hmm. And we saw that. I sent this to Jackson. I was like, oh, my God, what? Is this real? And then, like, later in the day, it was confirmed that Alec Baldwin was the one who fired the gun. Mm-hmm. And so here's, here's, what I, here's where I stand on this, right? There's two sides to this. On one hand, Alec Baldwin has actually been a strong advocate for gun safety, right? Mm-hmm. And clearly the prop gun malfunctioned during the rehearsal. Uh, the director came out to say that Alec Baldwin was practicing a quick draw. Like they weren't even rolling. Um, and there should not have been live rounds in the gun. And he was told there wasn't. However, here's the other, here's the other side of the coin. On the other hand, the rest camera crew walked off set in protest uh, to a few things. One, their payment two like their housing. And then three, Apparently, the prop gun had previously misfired three times already that day. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, clearly, corners were being cut. Uh, there was, like, a CNN article today that I was reading. Uh, like, they brought non-union people in so yeah. they could actually continue filming. And now, it what it sounds like is that there was negligence on a bunch of people's part. But in particular, the assistant director. Have you heard about any of this yet? Yeah, um, people. It's it's really complicated because people really want to blame, uh, like Alec Baldwin specifically. And while right. some blame, I guess, could go onto him, I feel like uh, a lot of it could do with like the fact that the armorer wasn't like super well prepared and stuff. Like like there was like a podcast clip of her being like, "Yeah, I have imposter syndrome, and I've only done one movie, and this is my other one." And so yeah. like this is her like Very second tough. movie where like. Only in her experience, and like apparently that could have been bad. Um, it's it's really complicated. They're doing an investigation, so like eventually we'll have an answer to it, which is kind of nice. Which is why I don't right. want to like super speculate on it because like sure, eventually sure. we'll have the answer. Um, another thing I've been seeing, which I thought was interesting with this, is that like because like Alec Baldwin is technically a producer, everyone's like, oh well, then it falls onto him as the producer. I looked it up. There's like six producers on this movie, and a lot of times like that is just a title for, like, a lot of the actors who are in it, kind of as, like, a little Mm -hmm. credit to them. Um, It doesn't necessarily mean they're the one budgeting and, like, planning and stuff, but I thought that was worth noting, too. Yeah, I mean, it's clearly not his fault, right? I mean, if anything, from what I was reading, like, this assistant director who handed Baldwin the gun um, and claimed it was a cold gun, um, which means, like, it didn't have live rounds in it, obviously. Yeah. But apparently, like... This guy has been the subject of like a bunch of safety complaints really? on sets dating back to 2019. Wow. Um, so there is that side of the coin where like if these accusations have been made against him, why hire him? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, again, it's all speculation right now. Um, they like neglected to hold safety meetings and, and all that. But I mean, clearly Alec Baldwin feels remorse, right? I mean, it's not. Yeah, you feel terrible. Fault. I mean, can you imagine? Jeez. Ugh. I'd retire. Like, I, I feel like there's nothing else you could do. So like, I wouldn't go out in public. I mean, what can you do? It sucks. But anyway. Um, so, yeah. Oh, um, another he, thing I thought that was funny about this. This is kind of, like, tangential. But uh, Donald Trump Jr. released a shirt saying Alec Baldwin, like, murdered someone or something like that, which is, like, awful. Oh. Uh, but they, Donald they did that Jr. because I was like, why are, like, Republicans super mad at Alec Baldwin? And why are they, like, basically being like... 
like, like, like there's a hashtag like Alec Baldwin's a murderer and stuff on Twitter. And I was like, oh my god, what's going on? And then I remembered that he played Donald Trump on SNL for like a year and a right. half, and that's why they hate yeah. him. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, that makes a lot more sense. But yeah, big bummer. Yeah, um, I heard he played it well though. He did. He did do, he did do good. Yeah, oh he was a good Trump. Yeah, he did a good job. Um, but yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. We'll see what becomes of this in the coming weeks. But man, I just thought it was. Also, just very just random that it happened literally right after we finished recording. Yeah, um, <laughs> per usual. So, but hey, we've had time to stew on it, and I liked it. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Um, and let's get off of this now, shall we? <laughs> okay. Anyone else have any lighthearted news for us or anything I have other one than other thing. negligence? Okay. And it's uh, the Lightyear trailer dropped. Did you guys see it? <laughs> Ryan, yeah. sh- Ryan shared uh, like an Instagram reel of this with me this morning. Yeah. And I was like, oh, baby. Yes. Go ahead and talk about I it. I was Jackson. super excited. I believe his response was electric. <laughs> I did say he that. He does say that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I was just curious what you guys that. thought I'm about super it. Yeah, I'm think, super right? excited. Um, you know, it's so apparently it's about the astronaut that inspired the toy, not the toy Buzz himself. Correct. Um, and you get to see in one part of the trailer when he's walking onto a ship, you get to see a bunch of like little like Zerg bots, which yeah, Zerg is going to be in it, and that's super exciting. Who would be your dream? Like, who should the voice of Zerg be? Because this Buzz Lightyear is Chris Evans, <laughs> right? James Earl Jones. Yeah, there you go. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, this was amazing. And also, like, I was looking at side by sides of the Buzz Lightyear toy and the man. Like, what a glow up. Um, yeah. Well, you know, I'm a little disappointed that they gave him hair. Why? <laughs> yeah, he had he had hair under that suit. The well, whole because time? It, it'd be so much easier for me to cosplay without his hair. <laughs> Just wear the purple thing on top of it, and you're good. Ugh, yeah, okay. Um, no one will know. But uh, yeah. This is wild. Um, summer 2022. Um, so I'll have that to look forward to. We'll do a whole podcast on Buzz Lightyear. That'll be fun. Um, <laughs> are you sad that it's not Tim Allen? Anyone? No. Not I don't Lightyear? really care. Okay. Uh, <laughs> cool. Not really. Yeah. And I noticed it in the last... I, I don't want to be insensitive, but I noticed it in the last uh, Toy Story. I was like, Woody, your voice aged. <laughs> Yeah, they've, <laughs> they've aged since 1995. Uh, very tough. So yeah. Are you saying we should recast Woody, too? No more Tom Hanks? Listen, I love Tom Hanks. But I think it's time we give Woody his own movie and uh, cast, I don't know, Paul Rudd. Okay. Okay, I'm down. sure. <laughs> How about Tim Allen as Woody? <laughs> no. Don't do <laughs> oh, it. okay. Amazing. Um, Ryan, do you have any news? Um, if not, I, I, I've got some. If not. Yeah, yeah, not on the top of my head. Let me stew. Okay. I know the Buzz Lightyear one was hot, hot on the brain for you today. It um, was. Uh, I'm just going to drop that Bill Murray confirmed today yeah. that he's in Ant-Man Quantumania. Hell yeah. <sighs> Let's go. What does that mean? Is there speculation on who he is or is he just like there? What is it? What's he doing? He'll be playing well, himself. The with, maybe. I was about to say, the problem with Bill Murray is he often just plays himself a <laughs> lot. Like he does in, a Zombieland-esque cameo. Yep. That could be fun. Um, so, yeah, that happened. Don't know what's going to happen there. But, I mean, that movie's not... We still have, like, two years until that movie, right? Yeah. 2023? I think so. Yeah. Okay, cool. 
Um, so Bill Murray's in the Marvel or the MCU now, so that's fun. Um, and speaking of MCU, I was looking at an interview that Kevin Feige gave today, or not today, but sometime this week, how he wanted all the original Avengers to die in Endgame. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Oh. Uh-huh. And, um, well, what do you guys think of that? I can tell you what the Russos thought of that. Um, that they, they pushed back because they didn't think that fans would be able to process <laughs> that clearly. And that there wouldn't be enough time to give them all like their moment in the story. That's fair. Yeah, um, absolutely. So, yeah, I don't know. Do you think that it was a good call that they didn't kill everyone off? Yeah, I mean, they basically killed off half of them either by actual death or like just like writing them off. Uh, so yeah. I guess like we would have lost Hulk and Thor and Hawkeye. So yeah, it's kind of a bummer. Black Widow didn't even really get a good treatment, I don't think, for her goodbye. So I don't think they could have handled three extra. Whoa, you mean critically acclaimed hit Black Widow film? Well, I guess there was that too. I was talking about in in game when she <laughs> yeah. dies, like nobody they throw a bench and like that's it, and then, then they get <laughs> they back to work. It's like everyone's there for the funeral for Tony. It's like you guys all knew Natasha too, but whatever. It, it was stupid. They needed one extra scene in there, but didn't do it. That's fair. That's fair. I have a I have another gripe about in game that I was thinking of today. Oh, earlier. speak it, speak it into existence. Um, I don't like how they treated Thor's depression. Yeah, they made it a oh, joke. Think, it was weird. Yeah, I think Jackson yeah. doesn't like that either. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fine with yeah. I'm fine with him gaining weight. Like I think that's a totally normal response to like depression and all that stuff. But I think yeah. it's weird when like they keep making fun of it over and over and over again when that's clearly something he's like upset about and like traumatized by. Yeah. It's super mm-hmm. weird, but you know, fair. It is what it is, I guess. And like the mo- not like not only do the characters like Rhodey treat it as a joke, but also the movie itself does. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. I don't know. On a yeah. fundamental level, it bugged me. It's weird. That's fair. That's a fair gripe. Um, uh, some Star Wars news. Um, Hayden Christensen is just like fully back. Um, Heck yeah. He is. So like he's confirmed to be in this Obi-Wan series, but uh, Rosario Dawson confirmed this week that he's also going to be in the Ahsoka series. Wow. So, I did see that. Our boy is just back. Hayden Christensen. Yeah. The, the Chris Jonasons. Does that work? Okay, yeah. <laughs> sure. Um, him and uh, him and Brendan Fraser. Um, do you want to talk about Brendan Fraser, Jackson? Yeah. Big he, news this he week. He was uh, casted in the Batgirl HBO movie. Is it? A, it's a movie, right? I think. Uh, uh, I think. Is it a series now? I don't know. I don't remember. I think it's a straight to HBO movie. Because okay. they're doing a bunch of different movies. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. But uh, Brendan anyway. Fraser was casted to play the main villain of the movie Firefly. Which is, is that a good? Is now I know nothing about Firefly. Basically, Firefly casting? has like a jetpack <laughs> and a flamethrower, and, and a that's flame kind thrower. of a shtick. And he just like that's ignites stuff on fire. He's like basically a D-lister for Batman, <laughs> but he's cool. Okay. And I don't know if there's any stories specifically with Batgirl and him. So I don't know if this is like, I don't know why they chose to pick this character. And maybe he won't be like the main villain, but I think he is. Um, either sure. way, it'll be cool. And I'm excited for it. Uh, it is a movie, by the way. Oh, sweet. Amazing. Cool. Yeah. be great. So the Brendanaissance continues. And I have um, one more thing, by the way, if before we move hit, on. Hit it. Um, I also have one thing. I just Amazing. saw on Twitter that uh, <gasps> the Eternals movie is, has been getting some reviews. 
oh. from uh, critics only so far because it releases next week, I think. Yes. Uh, I think. Is it always already next week? I think it's Holy November fifth, right? So that I think that fall. Yeah, that's yeah. next week. Um, wow. If we're honest. basing it off of critic views alone, this has the lowest MCU Rotten Tomato score. Really? At 63%. What? Lower than Thor? Dark World? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. Oh, that's so sad. Interesting. Um, okay. I'll take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. I don't and, know. Uh, We'll see how that turns yeah, out. Yeah, Thor I've the heard Dark World has a 66% on Rotten oh. Tomatoes. All I've heard is that it's just, it doesn't feel like a Marvel movie, which... Uh, that could be a good thing, fi- though, I think. Which is fine. Yeah. I'm fine with that. But uh, uh, yeah, we'll just have to see. Man, that's next weekend. Holy yeah. God. That's crazy. Love it. Man. I've said it once and I'll say it again. Like, th- like this week and like for the rest of the year like there's always there's some just something to see mm-hmm. and i'm so excited we're in the glory days right now um <laughs> and we only Ryan, had to you go said through you had a something? pandemic to uh get yeah this. to get it <laughs> silver linings uh ryan you said uh, you had something yeah yeah i do um there is speaking of the eternals uh we have some news as of uh as we go closer Someone else has joined the MCU. Another uh, big name. Oh, tell oh, us. Oh, is this a uh, is this a certain pop star? Yeah, it is. Amazing. Uh, Harry Styles joins the MCU as yes. Eros, Thanos' brother. Oh, that's who he is. Okay, we last week we were <laughs> speculating, and we didn't lo- we didn't look at anything because like it was we was like oh Harry Styles might be in the MCU, so that's who he's playing. What does yes. that does that What does that mean? I don't know what that means. Who's? Uh, do you know what that means? So does anyone know what that means? No idea. Not I, what it means for the MCU specifically. No. Okay, but he's Thanos' brother. Is that what you said? Yes. Yes. Interesting. So does Harry? Will Harry Styles have like a ball chin? And like so no. Even on Titan, uh-huh. uh, Thanos was kind of a out. Outcast. He looked. He doesn't look like any other Titans. Oh, okay. Thanos was Uzo so. for Titan standards. You know? yeah, I, yeah, I wanted to be. I wanted to try and be kind of uh, sensitive. <laughs> He's ugly. You could say it. Thanos. Is ugly. Oh man, what a freak. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, will Harry Styles just look like beautiful Harry Styles? Then you think? Yeah, most likely. Uh, Eros, apparently, the character in Marvel is very handsome. So, oh, sign me up. I'm. I'm ready. Give me that. Also, uh, Gally from Maze Runner. Who's that? Who? Gally from Do, Maze you, Runner. You, what, what? I've never, guys, seen, I've I've never, never seen, seen the Maze, Maze Runner, Runner movie. <laughs> so you guys so, have I, never seen the Maze Runner movie? I'm so sorry. Shouts to Dylan oh, O'Brien. But, uh, okay, okay. The is this Will from... Yes. Oh, okay, cool. We covered all of this <laughs> last week, too. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Man. Yeah, so you're excited about Will Poulter, too. I am excited about Will Poulter. I'm also sad that you guys haven't seen Maze Runner. <laughs> I, I, listen, you can come back on for the Maze Runner pod when we. Okay, uh, <laughs> good. When we do, are you a big Scorch Trials fan? Huge Scorch Trials fan. Ac- actually, yeah, because that's when they introduce like zombies, and that's when I'm I'm all in. Okay, good to know. All right, I'll go Kinda watch zombies. I know they're cranks. I'll go watch the Maze Runner movies. Add that to my watch list. Um, <laughs> amazing. Um, I'm done unless. The last thing is if anyone has thoughts on John Mulaney's current uh, love life. 
Didn't he? Anything? I don't know. Didn't if, him and uh, I don't know anything about Olivia, it. Olivia, what's her face? Break up. Olivia Munn. So they're yeah. allegedly not together, but she is pregnant with his child. Um, Didn't he? So cheat? I don't know. All we can do is speculate. Um, <laughs> so who's to say? I haven't looked into it. I think Olivia Munn is going on Seth Meyers soon to discuss. Oh shit. Um, so maybe we'll get some some, tea. some dirty some dirty juice. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Our boy John Mulaney still, I don't know if he's right yet, but <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see what goes on with our boy. Um, anyway, that's all the news I've got. And Anyone else have it anything? It can get weirder. Yes. Um, amazing. Well, uh, we'll take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor, and then it's time to talk about Dune. 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 And we're back after that lovely outro. Um, so this is a segment called That's Just Like Your Opinion, Man. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. And we're here to talk Dune, one of maybe the most highly anticipated movies of the year. Um, for the last two years, maybe. This movie was supposed to be released in November of 2020. Um, and then they moved the original release date slot, um, which is, it was the, this was the original slot for the Batman. Um, so sorry about that. That'll be in March, (laughs) but, uh, but yeah, is this, was this your most, uh, I think probably maybe second to Spider-Man. Was this your most anticipated movie of the year? Anyone or not just a movie that you were like, let's see it. Um, for me, I was definitely like, oh, this will probably be cool and good, but I wasn't like super hyped as much as everyone else was. Okay. Ryan? Um, I would say it's either my second or first, uh, especially now that I hear Eternals isn't living up to what it's supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I would say it's uh, probably up there. I heard before... Before I had anything to do with Dune, before you roped me in, yeah, uh, <laughs> which actually was Matt. Matt, yeah. Let's <laughs> let's. Uh, should we take this, or you finish your thought, and then we'll roast Matt more? Um, before I heard anything, I was told that Dune was supposed to be the Star Wars of our generation. Wow, who told you that, or did you? That was just what you heard. Uh, the interwebs. Okay, good. Yeah, understood. That's that's interesting that you say that because. So, obviously, um, well, I guess, should I say what Dune is about before I even dive in for those that might not know? Yeah, talk about it. Um, as I attempt to explain what happens in this movie. Um, Dune is directed by Denis Villeneuve, um, who... Our guy. Some of you might know. Our guy directed uh, Arrival. Prisoners. Uh, Bla- Prisoners, Blade Runner 2049, Sicario, um, others. But... Um, he this movie is about uh, Paul Atreides, played by Timothy Chalamet, mm-hmm. who's like kind of destined to be this messiah figure among the people of this planet called Arrakis, and uh, it's kind of about like the battle of great houses, and it feels very Game of Thronesy, very, Game very of Star Thrones. Warsy. Yeah. Um, there was another point in this movie where I thought hmm, that reminds me of Game of Thrones, and it was when they. Like the entire first half of the movie, they were all just like mumbling and talking uh-huh. like this. I was like, <laughs> yeah. that just sounds just like Game of Thrones. I can't understand anybody. Yeah, that was that was tough to be at the beginning. Um, 
But yeah, so it's basically about that. It's about like humanity. It's about survival. It's about family. It's about drugs. It's about sandworms. And uh, it stars, just to name a few people, Timothy Chalamet, Rebecca Ferguson, Zendaya, Oscar Isaac, Jason Momoa, Stellan Skarsgård, Josh Brolin, Javier Bardem, Sharon Duncan Brewster, and Dave Bautista, just to name a few of the people the, in this movie. The cast was stacked for this movie. Absolutely stacked. Um, uh, and which, I knew a few from the trailer. But yeah. the more I watched, I was like, hey, I know him and her. Yeah. And her. what is happening? <laughs> yeah, and they just kept coming. Um, so, so yeah, this movie was very highly anticipated. And um, we've all discussed that, uh, why we think it was highly anticipated. But um, so clearly because of the hype, um, Matt Moore, who was just on this podcast <laughs> two weeks ago, suggested, hey, I really want to read Dune. The book, because this is based on a book from the 60s. And he's like, hey, I really want to read Dune. Let's all read Dune together. And we were like, okay. So we started a book club. And the goal was to read. I mean, it was literally like read 60 pages a week, right? It was something simple. And um, we all got a little ways in. And then uh, we all kind of stopped. Um because I think it's fair to say that this book is a lie, right? It's, oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> um, There's so much lore yes. and language crammed into it that it's so hard to sift through story and history. Yeah, it's a, it's a very tough sit, a very tough read. Because all this language is just so verbose and it just like, you just jump right into it and you're like trying to follow and it's so hard and it like jumps around to different characters perspectives all the time. And you're like, just leave me with one person and like, mm -hmm. give me my bearings. Um, so yeah, I think we all struggled with it and we all put it down for some time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, uh, I decided, you know what? I want to pick this back up and I have to finish it. So I finished the book and I have to say, that there's definitely parts that are still very fuzzy to me. <laughs> uh -huh. um, but I'm sad to say I'm very glad that I had the context before going into the movie. Um, I think it helped me, like Ryan said, with the mumbling. It helped me fill in those gaps sometimes mm -hmm. when I couldn't understand what was going on. Um, but it is a very tough read. Um, so, yeah. So, did you guys – you guys didn't finish the book, did you? No. no. Okay. I did not. <laughs> cool. And it should also be said, Matt Moore did not finish the book either. Um, Matt Moore, if you're listening, um, why? And um, <laughs> and uh, he also didn't see the movie, so he's not on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> big bummer. Ryan answered our beck and call, and he watched the movie. Um, I, okay, so before we talk about just like, did we like it? How did you guys, Jackson already said how he watched it. Ryan, how did you watch it? Did you go to the theater? Did you watch it at home? What'd you do? Uh, so I actually watched it last night. Uh, it's how I spent my birthday. Oh, nice. what a birthday. Uh, yeah. My, my lovely lady and I went out to dinner and then we watched Dune. Amazing. So did you watch it at home or did you go to the theater? I did. I did. HBO Max, baby. Shout out. Amazing. And how was your, uh, how was the viewing experience? Was it, uh, did you have to put on captions for some time, some moments, or? Uh, so, historically, I hate captions, but okay. I had to put them on for this movie because 
I would turn it up so I can hear the the words and the voices, and then the music and the sound effects would blast me <laughs> out of the water. Away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I put it on. I had to put on captions. Um, I do wish, and I might still. Uh, I wish I saw it in theaters. Um, mm. I think this is one movie that would benefit from seeing that. So I actually might do that next week. Awesome. Yeah, I was thinking about yeah. maybe rewatching it in theaters too, just because it was so cinematic, and we do not have a giant TV. Um, yeah. But it was nice to have subtitles on, and we paused and made snacks and stuff, and but like halfway through, so it was it was good. Also, this movie is one of those movies that a second watch will benefit you. Oh, totally. Uh, yeah. Now that you so. know what's going on, you you know the names, you can kind of differentiate people. For sure. Yeah, I feel like so for me. So I saw it in the theaters, and wow, what an what an experience! Like really up there and just like movie theater experiences. Mm -hmm. So fun. So good. But like you said, like I think for me reading the book, then going to see it will be similar to you guys seeing it the first time, then going to see it again. Yeah. Cause I knew yeah. all the names going in and like the basics of whatever was going on. And, um, and yeah, so I'm really happy that I, I got that context. Um, so just blanket statement, Dune, did we like it? Uh, what are, you, what are your thoughts? Ryan, did you like it? Dune will probably be my favorite movie this year. Let's wow. go, baby. Come on. Why is that? What, what, what sticks out to you? Well, first off, as an experience just watching it, um, yeah. it was gorgeous. Uh -huh. um, yeah. it, it, the set design, uh, the practical effects, um, which from what I've read, because I read a little bit about it, um, it was mostly practical effects. I think Timothy only shot two scenes on full green screen. Wow. Where'd they film? Um, and, um they went to they I knew they were flying uh, quite a bit actually. Um just just any desert. Yeah, it was the cinematography was nuts and Abby was like, Oh, that's fake and I was like, No, that's real sand. No, it's real. <laughs> that's like There's, so real. That's you crazy. can tell with like water effects and sand effects in CGI and rendering that when it renders, it doesn't look quite right. Yeah. So it really benefits you if you actually have water or sand. Well, it was really um, funny because right when she said it, set. she was like, oh, that's fake sand. And then it was when he was like walking down a sand, like an actual dune, and he was like kicking sand everywhere. I was like, nah, that's so real. <laughs> You're like, how yeah, is that no fake? Way. Yeah. Okay. Um, not getting into the nitty gritty because then we'll do that next. Jackson, same reaction? Did you did you love it just as much as Ryan? I loved it a lot. I don't know if it's going to be my favorite movie of the year just because I really loved uh, The Suicide Squad and I really loved um, No Time to Die. I think those are my okay. top contenders for current, like currently. Um, cool. Oh, gosh. Respect. So many movies came out this year, too. Didn't Judas and Black Messiah come out? Man, that movie's so good. Yeah, technically it was a 2021 okay. release. Yeah, yeah so, so like that's up there for me too. Um, Dune is amazing though, yeah. and it really feels like a new and fresh franchise that we haven't really gotten to see yet. Um, I know that there was like right. a movie in the 80s or something. Um, which oh, man, Carter, I'm going to talk about watched. that later. Um, yeah, uh, I'll discuss But that there's also like later. four books, right? Like there's like way more books than this Oh, yeah. Two. Yes. So it seems like a lot yeah. of potential for... Uh, a bigger mm. franchise, which seems really cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm amped for Especially that. Especially if we're splitting them in half. Yeah, I'll get uh, There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight books. Wow, that's a lot of books. That's a lot of books. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, and apparently I was just reading a little bit about it. Um, 
like apparently these books get wild at the end, like in just terms of lore. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, man, the, the thought of maybe having to read those is frightening <laughs> to me. Um, <laughs> but it, at least I, at least I got this first book under my belt. Um, but yeah, so there. So I, I'm kind of the same way. I, like, I think Ryan right now. This is my favorite movie I've seen this year. Yeah, and I. I loved it. It blew me away. I was just very ecstatic. And I sat on it for a day and I was like, I really just want to watch it again. So uh, same. I'll probably watch it. Yeah. Later tonight. <laughs> yeah. I might do that. Um, so, so yeah. Okay. We can get into the, the specifics of what we loved. Um, any, any specifics jump out to you guys? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, I mean, cinematography was like my first thing I wrote down when talking, oh thinking God. about stuff. Uh, as far as like Freaking big blockbusters gorgeous. go, this is definitely one of the most gorgeous uh, and like practical things we've ever seen in a long time. It's beautiful. It's so insane. Um, it's absolutely beautiful. Do you know the speaking of cinematography? I looked it up. Do you know who did the cinematography? Uh, I'm going to go with the biggest possible guess and say it's <laughs> Roger Deakins because that's the only one. No, I can think it's of. not. Um, but. His name is Greg Frazier, and I'm wondering if you can guess what movie he worked on or what this movie feels like to you. Uh, Book of Eli. <laughs> that would be funny. No, that, actually, that's Roger Deakins, I think. Um, but, um, no, he did the cinematography for uh, Rogue One. Oh, cool. Oh. I love that movie. Yeah. Does it feel like Rogue One at times? Like, just with the... I get the, that. I can see it. Yeah, for sure. Like yeah. the, the Kind of the tones, the color palettes. Yeah. Um, I like um, it. Yeah. So I should say, yeah, the just like all that stuff on like... on Like, even the stuff on Caladan, which is like the Atreides homeworld, uh-huh. like that stuff yeah. was gorgeous, too. It was beautiful. Like, when the ship comes like out of the ocean like and you're just looking yeah, down at the ocean and, that was a good oh, and the water just spills off holy yeah crap. speaking of yeah, the ships I, I really loved like how they designed like all their like like all their ships looked like they were almost made of stone um oh, they were the designs so were cool. so cool and like in like i don't know like it, like it's so futuristic but at the same time feels ancient and magical over like like techie stuff which was really cool yeah yeah Especially like I'm thinking of that specific scene where like the siege of like Arakeen happens, like the city, mm-hmm. and like these things slowly like go into the sh- tops of the ships, yeah, and they just like yes. kind of implode from the inside. That was amazing. Like that whole sequence was insane and just beautiful. Yeah, the cinematography is is quite wonderful. Um, for me, one of the things that stood out to me, and this is going to be my moment to talk about uh, 1984 Dune. Okay. <laughs> um, have, have any of you seen 1984 Dune? No. Okay. Don't. Um, so, <laughs> so, so one thing that this movie benefits from, I think the movie is, I know it's long, but I think the pacing is really well done. Um, oh, so OG Dune. Um, first of all, this movie is really bad and I'll tell you why. <laughs> okay. Um, so the book, um, so, so Dune, the new movie is obviously it's half of the book, right? It's like the yeah. first half of the, the first book and it's two and a half hours long. The original Dune is two hours and 15 minutes and it's the entire book. Okay. <laughs> oh. So it just and burns through it. They just jam so much crap 
and so much lore into this two hours. And you're just like, what in the hell is going on? And if you hadn't read the book, you'd be like, this is a garbage fire. And it still is. The special effects are terrible. You know, like in the new Doom, when they like they activate their suits, like their shields. Yeah. The shields were amazing. That was such a cool effect. Yes. I thought that, that is so, so cool. cool. And after this, if you just want to look up a clip of the fighting with the shields in Dune... They like are literally walking around like Gumby. They look like Gumby. And it's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. And you're just like, oh my God. And the only silver lining of this movie is that Patrick Stewart plays Josh Brolin's character. And that's just fun to see. But, oh, that's weird. Uh, um, of all the characters, yeah, like a, that's the one? Yeah. <laughs> like young Patrick. Well, I shouldn't say young. I mean, he's probably 40 or 40 years old. But I looked up the shields. Oh my God. This is Same. insane. <laughs> Isn't it awful? <laughs> they, they look like uh, Minecraft yeah, characters. They, they literally it's do awful. look like Minecraft characters. That is are so you watching, bizarre. Like are you watching GIF. it in motion? Yeah. Yeah, the GIF yeah I'm is... watching a GIF. Are you watching the GIF where he's like swinging uh, overhead and the yeah. guy's trying to walk two hands? You can't even tell anything that's happening. That's so it's bizarre. so jarring. Um, Ugh. So that is a major pro of, the new, <laughs> of this new Dune because, well, first of all, the effects, duh. But the pacing, they have the time to lay the groundwork of, of what's going to come. And they, mm-hmm. just, they just sit in it, and it, it, it just builds lore very well. And yeah, well, really, that's, that's one of my really lists, like too. Like, I, think, I think I wouldn't have loved this as much if I wasn't already accustomed to like kind of the slow burn of Game of Thrones. Like it feels very similar to mm. Game of Thrones if yeah. I had to compare it to something. Um, mm. But I, I think they handled it in a way that was, like, really captivating. And I agree. The pacing, like, while it is slow at times, and it's a long movie, it feels yeah. so fresh, like, the whole time. And, like, it doesn't have this big climactic end like a normal movie would because, like, you know, there's still half of a book left for this big setup, first yeah. one. But for whatever reason, like, I was totally satisfied with how it ended. Um, mm-hmm. My one thing I is... I mean, it was still a logical conclusion. Yeah. My one thing is, do yeah. you guys think this would have been better as, like, a like a high production miniseries or something or like what is this like the right medium for this movie i was gonna say um one thing that i think they did you know cast crew finances all that they respected the series and the movie itself enough to know like have faith that they would get a second movie yeah because there's no way they would have left it off like that if they didn't um which just proves if you love something and you're willing to put the time and money into it that it deserves, um, you, you'll get a good pro- product. You know, it's clear they very they all cared a lot about it, um, which is why I think I'm okay with it being a movie series because I have faith that it'll keep getting better or at least stay the same quality. Yeah, and I'd rather and, have that it as a movie than a a series that you can watch once. Yeah, I think I agree. I think there were like in the 2000s there was a mini series, but I don't think it was about this storyline. Gotcha. I think it was about a a different book. Um, so I think, I mean, I want to say story wise, it would maybe benefit from a mini series. You could definitely dig in more, but the cinematic experience, I mean, that belongs on a movie screen. This, this Absolutely. It, it's pretty in, insane. It's, it's ridiculous. And what you said about like having the faith in that the second part would get made. Isn't that wild that that was even like a thought that like, will Dune part two get made? I mean, this is the studio that greenlit a live action Tom and Jerry. They're not gonna, they're not gonna give us Dune Part Two. Get out! Come at it! Get out of here! Yeah, but, the, the um, it has been confirmed, but like the director at the time wanted to do it back to back. 
Um, yeah, and which, you know why they didn't give it to him? Why? Originally, it was because of the critical or the financial um, failure of Blade Runner 2049. Because that movie did not perform well. Really? Okay. And it's like, critically I love that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Hot take. I did not enjoy that movie. Well, see, there you go. Like, uh, <laughs> some people didn't love it. And it did not do well at the box office. So they wanted to see first that it would make money. Um, so I feel like if Blade Runner had done really well, then they probably just would have shot it Lord of the Rings style back to back to back. But... Do you think they will going forwards? Uh, they could. I uh, clearly I don't know what lies beyond, beyond this next book in terms of what the story is. So maybe they could. I mean, it seems safe to do that if COVID allows them and, and everything. But I don't know. Peter Jackson did it and it seemed to work out. All of the Hobbit, but uh, Avatar yeah. is doing it right now. I That's feel true. Like with with a with a franchise like like because people are comparing it to like modern Star Wars, not like the modern Star Wars, but like it's going to be a classic, like the original Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I yes. feel like if you have eight movies in a series, like or nine or however many movies it takes well, to do be this, be sixteen whole if they're splitting them all in half. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> it'd be so many. Like I feel like eventually if you kept doing them like that it would just kind of fall apart like no one would care anymore if you did eight dune movies you know it'd be exhausting back to back it would like i don't like maybe they could combine some of the books or something i don't really know what's in them but i feel like i don't know like i wonder how much potential this actually has as a like franchise thing if it's not going to be if it's going to be more than a trilogy or something like that you know mm-hmm. yeah it's always it's crazy how people are comparing it to modern day Star Wars because like literally this book came out in the '60s, Star Wars would not exist without Dune. Like, oh yeah, Star Wars you, absolutely you totally can, could have ripped off stuff from this. Yeah, you can clearly see the the strings that Lucas pulled out of like, like straight out. Is of Is the like, Sarlacc pit and like Tatooine like basically just a straight rip off from Dune? Could be <laughs> pretty much. I mean, it's a sandworm, so. pretty much. Um, <laughs> Which uh, which brings me to my uh, my next um, thing I loved the freaking sandworms the big worm boy so nice holy cow so I mean, Alaskan every... bullworm <laughs> the Alaskan bullworm <laughs> did SpongeBob steal from Dune <laughs> I think so um, or did Dune steal from SpongeBob anyway um, yeah anytime a sandworm was even alluded to or teased or on screen I was like. Hell yes. Give me more sandworm. It's awesome. Like, <laughs> like that one shot from like the helicopter of the worm eating like the transport. So large. Like, like that's holy that's cow. That is. Of, yeah, that's cinema. Anyway, <laughs> one of my favorite uh, worm scenes was when we got a, a glimpse of one of the Furman riding on its back. Yeah, yeah. that was Hell probably one yeah. of the coolest things I thought in the movie. Yeah, that's what I'm most excited about part two because, like, they're riding those sandworms like that's nobody's business in the second <laughs> half of the book, and I'm excited for that. But, yeah, the freaking sandworms are gorgeous, and everything to do with them is amazing. Um, anyone else? What other, what other points do you guys have? Um, two things I would really like to point out. Um, if you enjoy, you know, the aesthetic of movies and looking in the behind the scenes and all that kind of stuff. Um, yes. The costumes that uh, were impeccable. They were beautiful. They were really good. Um, yes, it's so difficult to make something that's like one monotone color look elegant and and interesting, you know, yeah. powerful and interesting, and keep your attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they nailed it. I think 
Yeah, absolutely. We should mention Ryan watched all of the behind the scenes stuff on HBO Max. So I did. He has way more knowledge than than us. On and that. I did take so. some notes uh, from it. I love I, it. They had over two hundred specialty made costumes. Um, one of which cost up. It was like twenty eight thousand dollars. Holy! We just one. Yeah. Damn. Wow. <laughs> I don't know which one it was though. That's crazy. Probably one of those like still suits or something. This, okay, this, the lore of the still suits is so cool. Like the whole like yeah. oh it recycles your body's water. Yes. Like I think that's so yeah, that's sick. Cool. I loved that. Yeah, the just the lore. I mean, the the world building in this so movie. Good. Like like clearly this movie was a lot of setup for part 2. Um, which is going to be having read the book a lot more action and less talking, cool. but all of like this, like setting the rules of the universe and the characters and the motivations, like it all really worked on me. Like setting up that world was, was awesome. Um, it, it's also the, so important to do because that's why people fall in love with it. You know, oh, past, yeah. past the story itself, it's immersion. Yeah. That's why you care. And again, the costumes again, have a big deal to do with that. Um, anything else from that behind the scenes look, Ryan? Um, we also, also, uh, before I looked it up, I, I was taking a guess at who the composer was. Oh yeah. And it is Hans Zimmer. Hell The same yes. man who do Batman. <laughs> All of And it. many, many others. Yes. Um, this is one of my notes as well. The freaking score. It um, was beautiful. Powerful. Like Hans Zimmer really just bringing it. Like. It has, like, I, I giggled the first time it happened, but, like, when these vocals come in that are, like, akin to, like, Wonder Woman Snyder Cut-esque, um, when, like, the lamentations come in, and it's like, ah! And I'm like, oh, that just reminded me of Wonder Woman a little bit. But, it, like, it wor- It was effective in this setting and not so, every time Wonder Woman was on screen. <laughs> those uh, vocals um, were sung by a chorus of different women, but they were actually singing a language that they created for this movie series. God, they created. They did. They just pulled a Peter Jackson. They just yeah. said, "Screw it, we're creating our so, own language." It was own Dune language. That's amazing. Um, I would love to hear the uh, the uh, translations of that. I'm sure Hans Zimmer has all that in his bag. But but like the drums, the bagpipes. I was like, about to say the bagpipe battle the blew bag my sock. That was really cool. That was amazing. And I love how they like alluded to it earlier in the movie when that one guy came out and was playing the bagpipes. And then yeah. it just like all comes together in that big sequence. Like, yeah, it, it the, filled me with such glee. I think bagpipes have a special way of calling people to war. <laughs> yes. You know, it's a beautiful instrument, but it's such a strong, powerful instrument. And I think it worked really well with their military. Oh, so good! Like because they man, were like the was... most trained military around, weren't they? Well, yeah, at, like, other at than precisely, like the, uh, like the Sardacur or like the other ones. They were like, like the most brutal. The the yeah the pr- Dave the, Batistas. Yeah, on the prison planet uh, Australia. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> that's where they were trained. Um, yeah, that was yeah. The score was the sick. Uh, also, um, with the music itself. Uh, they actually created different hybrid instruments for um, this movie. I read some of that actually. Yeah, what did they? Yeah, they what did they do? Um, they took. Uh, it, it was kind of skimpy on the details of which instruments they actually put together, but they they had a bunch of sound uh, sound engineers come in and build different because they wanted 
the sound to be otherworldly and something no one's ever heard before. So in, to do that, they create their own instrument that no one ever, ever heard before. That's crazy. Like, and you feel that right at the beginning of the movie, that first like little uh, like tagline comes up and there's like just this big like cacophonous thing happening and you're like, oh my God, what the heck? And it, yeah, they something instruments. that I really enjoy about music, especially in cinema, is that sometimes with a movie like Dune, there's a lot of imagery um, that mm-hmm. doesn't always make sense at the time, but the music cues you in on how to feel about it. Yeah. I Definitely. think that's something that's so important to get right. I think that's something like Hans Zimmer just does well, just in general. Like you hear a Hans Zimmer uh, like theme and you're like, oh, I'm supposed to feel excited. I'm supposed to feel scared. Like it, it, I'm supposed, I'm to, supposed feel to feel anxious. on the screen yeah. ride. Yeah, like you listen Correct. to, and like you listen to, yeah, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> you listen to like Inception or like Dunkirk or like freaking Lion King, like which he did also. <laughs> like he knows how to do it, man. So... So yeah, the score is is a big, big factor there. Um, anything else, Ryan, from your behind the scenes knowledge? Um, so each of these clips for behind the scenes were only about two or three minutes long. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, but there's like six or seven of them. Uh, one of them was just the trailer, which something I realized about the trailer, which I really liked what they did, is a lot of the trailer is visions that Paul is having. Mm, yeah. Uh, so it leads you... It, it, if you hadn't read the book, it would have been very confusing or easy to throw uh, you off because sure. half of this doesn't actually happen in this movie. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, like when I saw like... Because I was wondering, like, I didn't know how far the book went with Zendaya's character because like I got to her introduction and I was like, where's this... Where's this gonna end? Where's this movie gonna end? Like, there's still a lot of book left and a lot of lore to go over. But yeah, but yeah, the uh, the, the movie itself, the trailer led you to believe you'd see Zendaya and Timothy on screen a lot more than you actually did. Yeah, that doesn't happen. So, so yeah, definitely, um, amazing. Um, anything else or you got any other points? I've got a few um more. a few a few little things. Uh, Gurney, which is Josh Brolin's character, mm-hmm. is that how you? I think that's how you say his name. Yep, you nailed it. Uh, was the one who gave Dave Batista, uh, or was given his scar by Dave Batista? That scar on the side of his face. Cool. Oh, that's lore. the character that I gave like it, it to him. Uh, yeah, a little, little bit lower. Uh, I oh, if I circle back a little bit to the music, the other uh, form of music that really stuck out to me during the movie was the like guttural throat singing oh, that yeah. came when they were all getting like blood painted. Yeah. It was yeah, terrifying. That was scary. Yeah. Yeah. It was like didgeridoos almost. I was like, oh. <laughs> it was yeah, so that deep was, that yeah. it threw me off at first when I heard it. Yeah. Great stuff. Um right. I wanna talk about just some of the <laughs> some of the performances. Stellan Skarsgard as this fat baron was <laughs> amazing. Like I thought that character design was was really cool. Um, him just like floating around in his suspensers and like, or his, like that was really cool. And like when he like rose out of like the his mud bath or whatever was going on, this is good stuff. I, if, I, so shout out Stellan Skarsgård. Like if I had fun. to put a label on Stellan Skarsgård's uh, performance, I would call it menacing. He was his presence was terrifying. Yeah, I didn't even realize that Very, was him. That's awesome. Yeah, he's like caked with makeup. Wow, like, that's 
That's really yeah, fun. Yeah, he was and terrifying. And then shout out to, uh, what's the guy's name? What's Polka Dot Man's name? Uh, his, oh. Like, Baba Yaga. I forget that. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forget his, uh, whatever his that actor's name is, but he was also fun. It's just the David Dast Malkian. There it is. I, I looked up, uh, I opened my Safari to look up the actor, and... Yeah. It opened back up to the images of their shields. <laughs> Man, it's bad. Man, that's that's good. That's got to be included in the uh, maybe in the Instagram this week. <laughs> um, um, anyway, um, when Oscar Isaac's character said that he like I didn't want to be the Duke, I wanted to be a pilot. Everyone in my theater kind of giggled. Um, <laughs> I like that. Just a, the, of the, no, just of the Star Wars of it all. Oh, oh um, I see. I giggled on my uh, on my couch. I was like, "Hey, yeah, that's funny." I was like, oh, Poe, you, you sly dog. Um, <laughs> but, like, one sequence in particular that, like, I think is amazingly acted is Timothy Chalamet when he puts his hand in the box. The pain. Yeah. yeah. His acting his was so good there. His face, like, holy cow. Yeah. Like, that was, that was some wild stuff. Um, are there any, like, performances that stuck out to you guys that you really liked or didn't work? I really like Jason um, Momoa. Just, I think he's fun. He was definitely the one having the most fun, right? Yeah. Like he was definitely yeah. just like kind of Aquaman-y. Although like I will like say, it was really weird how he shaved his beard halfway through the movie, and I don't think they yeah. address it. I, I, uh, no, they don't. Was, no, they don't. I mean, Abby were like, what? Was, something's off. I mean, it took us forever to realize that it was his beard that was gone. <laughs> we are like, oh. <laughs> I was like, uh, my excuse in my head at the time was like, oh, that's a thing that the Fremen do. But I was like, no, because no, the not Fremen the have beards, How- too. <laughs> yeah, it was, very, was, like, it was I- very strange. Um, also, yeah. he has an amazing beard. So I was like, ah, oh, kind of a bummer that he yeah. shaved There were some amaz- like amazing beards in this movie. Yeah, true. Way. Great great outing for beards. Oscar Isaac, great beard. Javier Bardem, great yeah. beard. And I really liked, um, I did like Oscar Isaac a lot. I thought he did a, a really good job with that. It was, yeah. it was this pretty small role, but I think he did really good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I've got nothing else. Rebecca Ferguson, I think, is pretty good yeah. also. Mm-hmm. Um, and no one else really stuck out to me. I think everyone just played their, their role very their well. Role. And I'm excited to see more of Stellan Skarsgård in the next movie because um, he definitely has more going on. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I just loved looking at him and watching him because he was just gross as hell, and I loved it. <laughs> um, uh, anyone else have any any positive notes or anything? It was sick. Mm. Bring me more worms. I liked the worm lore. Hell yeah. Now, is there anything that's kind of eaten away at you? Is there anything you didn't really like? Something that, that any nitpicks? Not enough worm. There was. Not enough worm. More worm. Was one CGI shot that kind of sketched me out for a second. I was like, eh. Mm, what was it? And it was, I think, the first time... The like inflatable parachute shot out of the top of a oh one yeah of those carriers. It just I remember that. Off. Yeah, maybe because I, like, I didn't understand what was there? happening, and that's why it was weird. But yeah, I totally agree that that's like, a little oh. odd. Yeah, I was confused. Oh, um, one thing I fo- found weird, and maybe I just like zoned out and didn't notice. There was like that assassin drone or whatever that came in to kill uh, Paul. Oh, yeah, and then Paul just stared seeker. it down, and then like. I don't understand what happened I, there. Like, so I in think the, he was hiding in the hologram, wasn't he? Yeah, in the book, it's like based on motion. So oh, okay. Was, 
he was standing still. So like when the door opens, it, it tracks onto that. Gotcha. Um, I thought he was just like commanding it not to touch his eye, but it got so close to his eye. I was, I was so confused. Um, yeah. Okay. Also, that was like sneakily a beautiful scene too. When he's just, it like, was really pretty. Hologram. Yeah. Like, that was beautiful. The lighting for that um, was insane. So, and then they found the guy like in the wall who was like controlling it. Yeah. But he was like, was, like dead. A spy on the wall. I think they killed him. Okay. Maybe. Like it, like it, it made it seem like he had been there for a year, just like stuck yeah, in the wall or something. It was very odd. Um, yeah. So I don't, yeah, I don't really know what happened. But there. yeah, that was That's probably fair. like my one issue with it. Sure. That's fair. That's totally fair. Um, one more thing that I just thought of the, the sand compressor thing that he has, he uses it like once in the tent where like the sand like goes in like a circle. Yeah. I just thought <laughs> that was really cool. I loved that. Um, yeah. That was so cool. Uh, and the little mouse, the little mouse running around. That was so cute too. Uh, yeah, that was cute too. Um, yeah, I think that's that's uh, all I got. Final final thoughts on Dune, guys. Very good, very fun. A uh, big fan. I'll definitely rewatch it. Uh, mm-hmm. This will probably go in my uh, favorites collection. Cool. I love Get that. Get the Blu-ray. Absolutely. I bet. I bet this would be sick. Uh, I'm actually very excited. I hope they put more behind the scenes. I'm sure they will. They have to. There's so much B footage, but um, I I really want to watch the rest of the behind the scenes because it was so interesting to see how they made it. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Um, Jackson, where does this and and Ryan too? But Jackson, where does this sit for you in terms of uh, Denis Villeneuve movies? Like, is this in, is this is this number one or like? Nah, Prisoners I is my say, favorite. I love Prisoners. So out of, have you seen, so Arrival, Blade Runner, Prisoners, and Dune? Have you seen Sicario? I haven't seen Sicario. I've only seen clips of the new Blade Runner. I actually haven't watched it all the way. Um, Okay. But I do like Arrive. I think I like Arrival better than this movie. Uh, I don't know. I think I do. I think I do too. Um, But I think for me, it goes Arrival, Dune, prisoners i think as like a franchise i would put this up there for sure like i think this was better than like the first hunger games better than like the first like couple harry potters by a lot yeah like arguably all of the harry potters this is better than um (laughs) yeah i think as far as like franchise goes this definitely feels like uh a new era for sure if they continue it's exciting yeah it is It's, it's really exciting like it's original. I mean, I don't want to say original IP. Like it's obviously based on something, but it's kind of refreshing, is it, it not? Yeah, to totally. be like a massive Absolutely. blockbuster and just like it's a sci-fi thing and like it's actually good. It's not like, uh, what's that Jupiter ascending? <laughs> yeah, it's, not, oh. <laughs> it's no Artemis Fowl. You know, it's yeah. It, yeah, it, just it feels it like delivers, the first franchise in a while that like it delivers yeah. on what it promised. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just really refreshing, and like people love it, and critics love it, and that's just nice, you know. And yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Um, so yeah, we look forward to doing Dune in twenty twenty three, Dune Part Two, and Dune Two. That'll that'll be lit. Maybe it'll be called Tune. It's I think <gasps> it's called Dune Part Two. I hate to ruin it for you guys. <laughs> you mean <laughs> Tune? That's what Timothy Chalamet tweeted at least. Oh, good. Him and his blue eyes. He'd be okay. Uh, he'd be a great Nightwing. Like he was doing all sorts of Robin I stuff. Agree. Like man, he'd be actually pretty good. 
I don't think he'd ever do it, but Hammond's and Zendaya's Starfire, Hammond's Nightwing. Well, he won't be so good. He won't do it because he said he won't do superhero movies. We'll just trick him. Man. We'll tell him it's a Wonka prequel prequel. (laughs) (laughs) That's so sad that he won't do superhero movies. It'd have to be somebody like perfect. I think he'd be great for Nightwing. He'd be so fun. I'd love it. But oh well. Who's to say? Anyway, Dune, um, check it out. Uh, go see it in a theater if you can, because that's it's where it needs to be seen. Um, but yeah, amazing. Uh, should we move on, Jackson? The list is life. The list is an absolute good. The list is life. Ooh, baby. Um, Ryan, you know how this goes. Um, I have my list of movies I've seen ranked. Um, yes. Would you like to, I can tell you where Dune sits, or okay. you can pick a random number, or we can do both, because we're fun here. We are fun. So, let me tell you first where Dune sits. Um, 2021 Dune uh, sits at 135. It's wow. up. It's up okay. there. I, I love this movie. Um so yeah, this is a five-star film in my eyes. Um, it's rare when these come around for me because I'm very picky. And uh, mm-hmm. this was just, I was feeling it, man. Um, Dune. Um, now, let me tell you where Dune 1984 sits. Um, <laughs> <laughs> out of um, currently 2,150 movies I have ranked right now, um, Dune 1984 sits at 2,096. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> It's 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 borderline unwatchable, guys. Like I I hope that some night if we're all together we can just like put it on and make it a drinking game because uh, yeah, absolutely. It's it's wonderful. Um, yeah. Okay, Ryan, you have a random number you want to throw my way. What's the highest number? Would you say two thousand two thousand one hundred fifty? One thousand four hundred twenty. Wow! Look at you. Math, kind of. Um, 1,420. Wow! This is Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Firmly no in the middle of the list. <laughs> Sonic, oh. baby. That's weird um, that like the threshold you... of like, if you're like good on the list or bad on the list is like Sonic the Hedgehog. Like, is this better than Sonic the Hedgehog? <laughs> You guys Listen. should start giving things the Sonic the, the Hedgehog scale. <laughs> yeah, we should on a scale of one to Sonic the Hedgehog. Where does this movie sit with you? Um, Listen, I think Sonic the I gave Sonic the Hedgehog two and a half stars. I think it's fine and it's fun. Um, does it make sense at times? Not at all. But Jim Carrey is awesome. Um, it's great stuff, and Sonic is just fun and he's cute and he's not a devilish looking thing anymore. All right, hey, Sonic Carter. the Hedgehog. Yes, and Jackson. I have one for you. <gasps> Ooh. All right. Uh, pick a number between 1 and 101. Okay. Um, let's go with 1 to 101. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm curious what this list is. Um, but let's go with 76 in honor of our country. <laughs> That's amazing, Carter. <laughs> wow. Um, this list... Is actually a poster I have on my wall right here, right here in my uh, my little oh. YouTube study. What mm-hmm. movie? Whose line? One hundred and one classic movie quotes. Oh, that's fun. 
Number 76. Why so serious? Are you serious? Yep, I mean, absolutely. 100%. <laughs> that is just a very serendipitous. Yeah, wow. I was like, I was, wow. Look at you go. Dude, it's just my, my love for the country uh, and my love for Dark Knight, <laughs> clearly, is what happened. Yeah, I want, I want one of those posters. Cause they're, they're, they're great. I, I'm a big fan. I need to get one. Mm. I had like a, a thing I was working on a while ago. I, ha- I got like one of those posters that you can like scratch away things with the quarter or whatever. Oh, I just I got had... one for my birthday. I for, like, for the is anime. It, is it? Oh, it's for anime. That's cool. Yeah, it's for anime. Like, and I used to, I've, I've since like, they're still at home, but I need one to like, to complete and frame. Cause like, yeah. All with movies because some like there's some layover and then some have really random one. I had one that was like Mortal Kombat 1995. I was like, why is this on this <laughs> list of great movies to see? It was very confusing. Um, but yeah. Um, cool. That was a twofer. The list is life. This is great. Ryan, you should come on every episode now and for the next 100 episodes and we'll we'll do a, a movie quote. Every, Absolutely. Every Even if you don't like need me for the podcast, just tag me in at the end. I'll come in with a, a guest star <laughs> and, question. And here's Ryan <laughs> with uh, the movie quotes. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, cool. Um, we are going to now move on to our final segment, which is I'll have what she's having. I'll have what she's having. All right. I'll have what she's having. Uh, Ryan and I are going to close this out because Jackson over there has too much illegal data on his computer and he can no longer record. He's got a full RAM or whatever the kids call it. So uh, Ryan and I, Ryan will be replacing Jackson for the rest of the pod and maybe in perpetuity. Who knows? Um, yes. Yes. Uh, but we worked out a, we worked out a, a segment that we're going to, I'm going to guest star in Jackson. Yes. He, he, he can't, uh, respond to that, but he is probably shaking his head. He's still listening to us. No, so he's not. We he's can talk excited. all the. He's very excited. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, we can definitely see that. Amazing. Uh, um, also, just wanted to say we talked about it earlier, and we uh, all three of us agreed that Booster Gold is the worst DC superhero. <laughs> oh man, we're really throwing him under the bus, and I love it. No one. There's probably going to be. I mean, I don't really know the demographic of our audience, but maybe three people will understand that, and that's who we're catering to. (laughs) And I love that. Um, Amazing. Okay, final segment is I'll have what she's having. Ryan, as a reminder, this is just uh, suggestions for the people to uh, watch coming up. So, do you have anything off the top of your head you want to suggest the people watch? Oh well, yes, I do. In fact, hold on. Uh, <laughs> as you climb, as you climb down that mountain over there, I, we yeah. did this call as you were uh, hiking. I so. was in a thicket earlier before. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, there was a lot going on previous. Um, um, I, yeah, what do you have to suggest for I us? I do. Uh, first off, if you haven't watched Glee, I'd highly suggest it. If you like musicals and, <laughs> yes. and, and digestible drama, um, mm-hmm. on Netflix, right? On, I think it's. Yep. I think. I think I read it's leaving Netflix soon. I don't know oh, where that's gonna land, that's so sad. but uh, we'll 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 keep you posted on that. We'll be on Glee Watch uh, 2021. We'll let you know. Um, it might go to Peacock. I don't know. Set a voice from beyond. Uh, um, who's, who's who's no longer with spooky us? Spooky um, season. Speak to us, Grave. Spooky season. Maybe it'll go to Peacock. Anyway. Um, uh, anything else, Ryan? Uh, yeah, a few more and, things. Um, Young Justice season uh, season four. They they released the first three episodes. Oh, fun! 
Is that uh, HBO on HBO? Yes, HBO Max, which is where most of the DC, I think all the DC stuff goes. Yeah, I think that's where all of it goes. Yeah, so um, very cool. And then the final uh, final thing that I watched uh, last week that I found really interesting. Uh, you might have talked about it already. I don't know, but uh, the guilty. Uh, oh yeah, I watched that. Yeah, Phenomenal. I think I talked about it a couple weeks ago, but I'd love to revisit that. Yeah, it's really good. What um, what a suspenseful and compelling movie that Oh my god. And yeah. If you haven't seen it, the entire thing takes in uh takes place in a police dispatch office. And uh um, yeah. which I don't know if it was low budget or that was the idea, but the amount of suspense they were able to build through just one man's conversation was mm-hmm. nerve-wracking. Do you know you know why that was? They filmed it like I think it took 16 days. They filmed it at the height of COVID, so they just did oh. one location. Yeah, and like it works. Like, it's so intense. Like it feels like a play, right? It's yeah. just like it's all contained, and Jake Gyllenhaal is like just really going for it, and it works. Well, and, and some of the best movies come out of these movies that these budgets and and artists that are const- have constraints on them. You know? Um, oh yeah. It forces them Definitely. to think outside the box, which is obviously it works. Yeah, and it's great. It's yeah, it's intense too. Like yeah. I was on the edge of my seat, and, and it's on Netflix. And it's Jake great. Gyllenhaal sells it. So if you haven't seen it, I it would suggest it. If you have seen it, go watch it again. Absolutely, check it out. Um, for me, uh, I'm just gonna suggest. Well, obviously, check out Dune. If you haven't seen it, and somehow you listen to this whole podcast, um, I'm not sure what kind of uh, person you are, but I guess power to you. I'm but. Um. Uh, <laughs> Uh, shout out Judith, um, who hasn't seen it, but she just loves us. You uh, know? She won't um, watch anything that has uh, death in it anymore. Oh, nope. well, they're sleeping. Nobody can die in her movies. Wow. Okay. That really narrows it down. Yeah. Um, that's cool. We should have your mom on for top 10 movies or top five movies where people don't die. <laughs> okay. Uh, and I'll have to really figure that out. I'll be interested to see how many movies in my list that I've seen are People don't die in them. That'll be an interesting study. Anyway, um, I'm going to suggest two movies that are coming out this weekend. The first being a movie called Antlers. Um, Yeah, this looks really spooky. Um, It's a Guillermo del Toro. I don't if he produced it or he's directing. I think it's produced, Um, but it's about like this. I don't even know how to describe it. Do you want to do you want to try? Oh, man. It's about this small town. um, And. I don't know if they're leaning into Wendigo lore, mm. but that's kind of what I got from it. Um, okay. You know, because sometimes Wendigos are depicted as, uh, I don't know if it's is it a stag or uh, or uh, a type of deer, but it's a creature with antlers. Um, yeah. Usually Could brought be. about by, by like cannibalism. So hopefully we don't see too many people getting eaten, but be interesting. Not for your mom. Yeah. Oh, no. no, she's out. Not a Judith watch there. No. Um, so yeah, Antlers, I'm, I'm interested in that. And then finally, Last Night in Soho comes out this weekend. And I have been really anticipating this movie, this Edgar Wright movie with Anya Taylor-Joy and uh, Thomas and Mackenzie. And it's looks kind of spooky, looks kind of noir Like It looks gorgeous. I'm excited for it. I've heard a lot about it. Like A few people I uh, was around the other day were talking about it. I haven't seen anything about it. I haven't seen a single trailer or... Oh really? Yeah, yeah. So I have no idea what it's about, actually. Oh, good. I think that's I think that's good. I won't spoil it then for you. Okay. Um, 
it's, yeah, it looks kind of spooky and and it's good. I'm excited. Do you know Do you know any Edgar Wright movies? He made like uh, Baby Driver and like Shaun of the Dead. Oh yeah, I've seen both of those. Hot Fuzz. Yeah, so there you go. I've not seen so that. he's fun and and uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. So like, he's a really. I've fun also director. heard a ton about Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Haven't seen it. Oh, that's right up your alley. Like you would love that movie. Yeah. Yeah, is, is it's it like very. Chris Evans in it. He is, yeah. He plays a one of the ex boyfriends. Okay. It's like a whole thing about like Michael Sarah's getting like hunted down by all the ex exes of like the girl he's seen, and it's it's really fun. It's super fun. Brie Larson's in it too as one of the ex. It's all good. I thought you were trying to sell uh, me check on it, it out. Oh shoot! I forgot about your hate towards <laughs> Brie Larson. <laughs> Dang it! Uh, Michael Sarah's there. Uh, <laughs> Almost yeah, as bad as Chris Evans. Dang. Oh wow. Brie, okay, so Brie Larson and Paddington. That's where that's where we draw the line. Uh, I, I've used um, up on Brie Larson recently. I, okay, maybe we'll, we'll see what happens in this uh, the Marvels movie. You might be resold on that. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I got to suggest. And uh, with that, Ryan Jackson and Spirit looking from the great beyond. Uh, we are finished. We did it. This was our birthday episode, our year anniversary. Um, happy to share it with uh, my better half, Ryan. That's and, me. Uh, Jackson, uh, who's also was here. And um, yeah, uh, Ryan, Jackson, and I send you our, our deepest gratitude for, for coming on the pod oh. today. Um, it was lovely. Um, because well, thank also, you very much for having me. You bet, man. You're, you're fun I, to talk to. I always to. enjoy. Always enjoy coming on and talking to you guys. Absolutely. And, and we love it. Um, I want to give just a special shout out. Ryan, you're going to be in this list of people that joined us this year in our first year on the Rough Cut Retrospective that made this year so special. So shout out to all 13 guests we had on the podcast this year. Wow. Um, so shout out to Jeff Brown, Davey Willen, Alex Fry, Annie Merritt, Stephanie Brown, Phoenix King, Matt Holt, Ryan Benkart, that's you. Um, oh. Hello. Uh, Ritesh Bambani, Jesse Sherman, Corbin's Vocal, Matt Moore, and finally the sweet Abby Finer. It was lovely. What a hell of a year. We're going to have more guests in the, this coming year. And on behalf of Jackson and I, who shares all these sentiments, thank you for being with us for the year. It's been a, a wild ride full of uh, highs and lows a couple lost episodes here and there and, you know, technical difficulties like in this one, some things never change. And thanks for growing with us. Thanks for listening. Thanks for following. You can follow us on Instagram at roughcut underscore pod, um, where the lovely Jackson for a year now has been making great graphics. And so give him some love, go follow, go like him and like him in person too. He's a good guy. And, uh, Ryan's a good guy and I'm a good guy. And, Thanks. Thanks for listening. We love you deeply. Ryan, thanks again. We love you very much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to me, audience. Absolutely. And now I must bid you adieu. Adieu. Adune, if you will. Desert power. Bye. In case I don't see you. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night.